the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following broadcast is brought to you by Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church. Hello, and welcome to the prophetic voice of our time, where we focus on the voice of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Our host, Christina Sasso, is a senior pastor at Freedom Fellowship Church. Let's hear what she has to say to the body of Christ. Hello, thank you for tuning in. This is Joshua Sasso, and you are listening to the prophetic voice of our time. Pastor Chris, as you may know, just recently returned from the Philippines, and she has been sharing with us about the miracles, the signs, and the wonders that God has been doing overseas. And it's been such a pleasure to hear about how God is moving in the Philippines. And one of the things that she posed to us, one of the questions that she posed to us was, why is it that the body of Christ isn't moving in the miraculous on a day-to-day basis? Why are we only seeing it from a select group of people? Because she goes to the Philippines and she's seeing miracles, she's seeing signs, wonders, manifestations, supernatural manifestations. But why is it that so much of the body of Christ isn't acting in the power of the Lord? And so this is one of the questions that she posed to us. And she pointed out to us that it came down to three things, which was it comes down to fear and unbelief that believers don't believe in the Lord when he says that they are able to heal the sick, able to prophesy, able to cast out demons, or they're fearful. The other thing that limits us is the limitations placed on us by man or that we place on ourselves. And the last of these is that All of it is dependent on our relationship with God. We can study the scripture as much as we want, but if we haven't put time into building that relationship with the Lord and we don't have a willingness to listen to God and obey him and do what he tells us, then we're not going to see the miraculous happen in our lives. So what we're going to share with you this week is a excerpt from a service that we had just this last week where Pastor Chris, she was talking about this very same topic. So I urge each of you to open your ears, open your eyes, open your mind to hear and to see what it is that she's trying to share with the body of Christ. So let's take a listen. Ever since I came born again, I guess because I've always been a free-spirited child, I cannot sit still, and I always want to see what's out there and to push the patience of my parents. I always get disciplined because if there's a certain restrictions that they tell me, I just don't take it. I have to ask. I have to know why. Why? And if it cannot be explained, I have to find out. For me, it's a waste of time. For me, they told me that you need to take a nap. And it's like, why? I'm not tired. There's so many things to explore out there. Why sleep? For me, it's a waste of time. 
I always wanted to have action. And if there's none, me and Divina will produce some, will invent some. And Divina, I said, there's a powered agreement. You know that? Divina always agreed with me and said, okay, let's go ahead and do that. And we explore. And I'll say that we had such a wonderful childhood, even though we get disciplined a lot of times. But looking back now, it's all worth it. Well, it developed a certain personality that I would not just settle for second best. I would not settle for because I say so. I wanted to find out. So when I became born again, I'll ask God a lot of whys. Why? Why is this? And I don't get spanked. He loved it. And he said, well, you know, I'm the beginning and the end. I don't sleep. I said, are you ready? I wanted to push things so that I know what I'm really made of and the issues of the heart and the spirit and the power of God. I wanted to learn the power of God and why. Why did he give this to us? So that the answer that has been nagging me for many, many years working in the ministry have gotten to the point that I begin to really confront this in my heart and I begin to really pray. Even when I was in the Philippines last time, the Holy Spirit changed the subject. Of course, the scriptures are the same. And for five and a half hours, I stood there teaching them things and nobody moved. And they were in awe. And I was like, you didn't have any notes. Except I quote them scriptures and they put it on the screen. You understand what I'm saying? And I read that. And only God can make me do that. Only God can enable me and even inspire me. Sitting back in my hotel room, I finally realized, God, you require so little of me. And yet, you have given so much. All I need to do is to be led by the Holy Spirit. How different it is. But it is something that we have camouflaged so many things and it has put you and keep on throwing you into this cycle. I always wonder on what is happening in the body of Christ. I know the word of God is true because let every man a liar, but let God be true. He is not a man. He cannot lie. It's not in his DNA. It, it's not in his components and yet he told us, Jesus himself said in Mark chapter 16, that these are the signs of them that believe. In my name, they will cast out demons, they will lay hands on the sick, and the sick will recover. That is very important for me. I took God at his word and said they can even take poison and it will not harm them. And yet... Even in our own personal lives, it's not happening. You need somebody that we think that they're more anointed than we are, that has a healing anointing. Well, that's a believer's anointing, not a specific person that, well, you are very much anointed in healing. You hone that, you utilize that, but it is the anointing of believer that we can cast out demons. We all have deliverance ministry. We don't have to find them. We don't have to look for them in people's lives. But we have that ministry and we should not be afraid. And we can step on serpents. We don't have to handle them. We just step on them. It will not harm us. 
That's the anointing that we have that I do not see in the body of Christ except for a selected few. Are you getting this? And then when it comes to preaching the gospel, it says the disciples went everywhere preaching the gospel and Jesus worked with them, confirming their work with signs following. Well, I know that it is a fact that every time go on a mission trip, every time we have a business school or prophetic school, the anointing is there. So Jesus is working with signs following, but it should be for every believer. And this is the one thing that I've been confronted to many, many times. And people at the beginning of the ministry, I started asking this and I've been confronted that I'm too arrogant but arrogantly anointed. You understand what I'm saying? I was too arrogant. I was too sure of myself because I was already confident before Jesus so much more now that I don't have to work that hard. I don't have to study that hard. All I need to do is to become whom he called me to be. So it is always these things that I've been confronting, but it's very, very clear when I was in the Philippines last month, and the Holy Spirit is telling me that they need to be equipped with my gifts. First is the gift of tongues. I was even surprised that about half of them do not have the gift. And they are in the transfer of wealth. They're part of the transfer of wealth, influence, and affluence. And I was like, how can they survive? You will not be able to survive if you don't have your prayer language. And yet when I asked the pastors there, could you help me lay hands on them so that they receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit? They all took three steps backward and they say, no, it's you. And you almost see the fear in their eyes. And I could hear what they're thinking. What if they didn't get it? It is fear. It is doubt. It is unbelief. And those are sins, serious, serious sins. They step backward. They don't want, they just want me to do all the work. And I quoted them and I said, wait a minute. I confronted them afterwards over dinner. And I said, you know what? All of these things, we leaders has to operate in all the gifts, whatever is needed. And said, don't say that you have this ministry, you have this gift of healing, you have this. And said, we can have it all. We have to have it all as a leader. In order to disciple others, we have to be filled by the Holy Spirit, continue the infilling of the Holy Spirit and the baptism. You know that if you read the book of Acts, the infilling of the Holy Spirit can be done repeatedly, right? When they got beaten up and they say, oh Lord, give us wisdom and the boldness to preach the gospel and they're all filled with the Holy Spirit and miraculous signs were performed by the apostles because of that. So the infilling of the Holy Spirit continues the baptism is the evidence of speaking in tongues, and the baptism is power. But you need to hone and you need to plug in into that power source in order for you to have the anointing. But a lot of times we hear it, even from the pulpit, oh Lord, anoint us today. We are in Christ. And Christ means the anointed one and his anointing. So we are in Jesus Christ and his anointing. That's what the scripture said, and that is the fact. And God does not show any favoritism. A lot of times, and many times, I have to remind myself that I am not God's favorite. 
You understand what I'm saying? Christina, you're not God's favorite, even though you really are convinced that you are because of the scriptures. It's in Acts 10, 34, when the Holy Spirit came upon the Gentiles, Peter replied, I see very clearly that God shows no favoritism, right? Romans 2, 11, God does not show favoritism and we are commanded not to take sides or show favoritism when we judge, right? In James chapter 3, verse 17, it's also said, but the wisdom from above is first of all pure. It is also peace-loving, gentle at all times, and willing to yield to others. It is full of mercy and good deeds. It shows no favoritism and is always sincere. So I've been asking myself why there is no power in the body of Christ, only for a few. Sometimes on the healing crusades, the, the miracle crusades, to train the people, especially the locals there, on how to lay hands and just to give them confidence, I lay hands on them first. I impart to them the anointing of the ministry. Then they use that as their confidence, and then they start laying hands on people, and God healed many of them. So they have that confidence. But still, when they are with me, they still look forward that, can we have impartation? And we wanted to do it. They love to see the power of God manifesting in them. And because it's so wonderful when you feel the virtue coming out of you. It is just so, and the more you give it away, the more you get filled. And it's really very tangible thing that you can feel it, that you can almost touch it. Are you getting this? So they're excited about this, but there's always reluctance. There's always reluctance about not doing it because it takes for you to become, to walk and to live and to breathe and to believe who you really are in Christ Jesus. And now that God has removed all the doubt and fear, which are sin, that's why many of those in the body of Christ need for someone to hear from the Lord for them. Because God cannot stand in the presence of sin. That is unbelief. Because you know God will never withhold good things from us. All we need to do is to find that time and that quiet time. And I said, well, I'm having a difficult time in, in hearing from God. Then God can talk to you in your sleep. But you have to pursue him. You have to grab hold of it. You need to really press on. It means to say you are going to exercise and use your strength, your resources to press on, right? So grab hold of it. It means to say you're not going to let that thing go. Instead of, okay, I don't need you anymore and said goodbye and I'll pick you up when I need you. It is one of the reasons why we don't hear from God. So in my Christian walk, I've been asking this because what I hear from the pulpit, from the books that I read and everything else, you have to go through a certain level that you do this, you do this, and you do this, and you do that. Sometimes ministers make it so hard and it will take too long for you to attain where they're at. You understand what I'm saying? Well, with me, it's so different. God knew that I'm free-spirited. It's just like, you cannot satisfy me with just explanation. I wanted to see the tangible manifestations of the power of God. 
So as soon as I got born again, a few days, got baptized by the Holy Spirit, I started prophesying. I don't even know the word. And you know how it is. You have to quote the scripture. You have to say what chapter, what verse, and, and all of these things. Are you getting this? And, and I was like, man, I said, this is so confusing. And God spoke to me. Christina, did I quote some chapters and verses? That's right, Lord. You didn't say Isaiah 61 verses 1 through 3. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. And I said, but you read it, right? And said, and when you quoted, when you answered the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, you're quoting scriptures. Are you getting this? Those scriptures and reference, we reference them to confirm. God always confirm his word from the mouth of one or two witnesses. But not for us to quote the scriptures to the demons or to Satan. All we need is the word, the whole book himself. Jesus that's the whole sum because in the beginning is the word and he is the word. It all compiles to Jesus. Front and center is Jesus. So we had to quote scriptures and we learn it and it's good. It is good to read scriptures and to quote it. But the best of it is to walk in the power and have that relationship with God. Why would you want to quote scriptures when the Holy Spirit is the one who's quoting in the scripture and giving you revelation at the same time? So it got so confusing. And I was like, uh-uh, there's no way I'm going to study Hebrew at this time. I don't have any time. God, I made you wait that long. Please don't tell me to go to the seminary or to go attend the Bible college or to read Hebrew and Greek. If you are my teacher, you can teach me everything. I don't think I'll be able to survive listening. And it's just like, and if you are that powerful, you can give me the interpretation of different languages. So I reasoned with God. And I said, I don't meant to be impertinent to you, Lord Jesus, but you already are reading my heart and my mind. I wanted to know. I made you wait this long and now I ha you have to wait for about five to ten years again for me serving in different kinds of ministries and in different type of trades and so that I will become whom you called me to be. And I said, it's just like attending first grade all the way to college again. And I confronted God and I said, like, I'm not getting out of this house until I hear from you. These are the things that doesn't sit well with me. They were telling me that, well, in order for you to do that, you can do this. In order for you to pray or to lay hands on people, you have to learn about this. And I says like, then do I have to read how to be led by the Holy Spirit too? I said, wherein you yourself are the one who's going to teach me. If you give me something to do, are you not going to equip me? And I pray in the Spirit. That entire weekend that I'm not getting out until I get some answers. I said, God, this is important to me. Because how come if you ordain my footsteps, if you want me to serve you, why did you not get me saved and find a way for me to get saved or to be born again when I was younger? When I have all these energies and the time in the world. So all of these things create a ripple effect of questions after questions that I need to answer. 
I need some answers from him. And then he told me, Christina, that's the world's way. But they're ordained. <laughs> and so like, who am I? But he told me. It is not on the many years. It is not on the many books. It's not on the many scriptures that you quote. And said the Pharisees and the teachers of the law can quote you scriptures verse by verse. It is not that, Christina. So don't take that route. It is not for me. And said, learn from me, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And said, can you please tell them? Because they're putting a stumbling block in me. He said, no, God, God cannot talk to you that way. I said, you've just been born again. You're telling me that God is talking to you already? And said, yeah, every night. And said, no, 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 no. That is not from God. That is not from God. I said, but they're manifesting. They're happening. Then can you explain that? They cannot explain it to me. They don't know what to do with me. You understand what I'm saying? And the Holy Spirit said, Christina, it's depending on your relationship with me and your degree of obedience. And so develop that relationship with me. And then you obey and believe me in spite of everything else. Are you getting this? How come only few in the body of Christ? As if being in the pulpit and being able to prophesy, it is just so, so precious. It is precious because th these are God's people. But why is it so difficult? And God said, they didn't ask me. They took it upon themselves. And they made all these rules and regulations to keep my people away from me and to keep the body of Christ from maturing. I said, but not so with you. You abide in me and my words abide in you. Then you can have whatever you say. And I had been since day one, had the most awesome, awesome experience, revelation, and signs and wonders following ever since I got born again. But... Not seeing it manifesting in the body of Christ. It is one of my frustrations. So, these things need to start to manifest in the body of Christ. One of the passages that Pastor Chris mentioned was from Mark 16, verses 17 through 18. It says, And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues, they shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. You see, the Bible doesn't say that those who believe will do a select few of those things, or one of those things, or two of those things. It said these signs, all of them, will follow them that believe. So we need to stop limiting ourselves. We need to stop limiting others and understand that God has called all in the body of Christ, to step up to the plate, to carry forth his name, to be a beacon of light to those around them. So we really need to look at our hearts. What is it that's holding us back? Is it unbelief? Is it fear? Have we spent time with the Lord, building that relationship with God, talking with him, sharing with him? Are we willing to obey him? Because God 
isn't going to hold anything back from us for no reason. God is love, and he will give us all that we can handle. But he's not going to pour out the blessing. He's not going to pour out miraculous manifestations unless we're ready. So I urge each and every one of you, let's examine ourselves. And we need to ask, where is the power? Where is the power in the body of Christ? Once we examine ourselves, we will find the reason why there hasn't been power widespread throughout the body of Christ. And we need to change that. So let us go out in power. Let us go out and transform nations. Well, we're about out of time for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. If this program blessed you, be sure to visit our website, www.sogmi.org, where you can listen to our previous broadcasts, or you can find more information about how to contact us or visit one of our services. Again, that is www.sogmi.org. Again, thank you for tuning in. Until next time, God bless you. Thank you for listening. We all hope you were blessed by this message today. If you were, let us hear from you. If you wish to contact us or sow a seed, our phone number is 210-396-7891. And for Saturday's program, call us at 210-695-1630. Send all emails to sonsofgod at satx.rr.com and all letters to P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas 78023. For more info, including service times and upcoming events, find us at www.sogmi.org. That's www.sogmi.org. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.